welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to keep on thanking God, committing the service into God's hands. Wherever you are, begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. Tell God to speak to you this evening. Tell God to send a word to your heart this evening. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Send for your word to us this evening, O Lord. Send for your word to us this evening, O God. Send for your word to us this evening, O Lord. Let the entrance of your word bring understanding. Let the entrance of your word bring illumination. Let the entrance of your word bring enlightenment. Let your, the entrance of your word bring transformation. Let the entrance of the word bring release of your power and your grace, O Lord. Tell God to change you by his word tonight. Tell God to open your eyes to see wondrous things out of his word tonight. Open our eyes, O God, this evening. Let us behold wondrous things out of your word. Let us behold glorious things out of your word. Let your word, O God, come forth in power, in glory, O God. We give you praise, we give you glory, Lord. That our lives are changed, O God. By your word, our lives are moving forward. By your word, we are elevating in life. By your word, we are prospering tonight. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord. Take all the glory and take all the praise, Lord. May your name be exalted this evening. We pray that let your word, O God, transform our lives tonight. Let your word, O God, make a way where there seems to be no way. Let your word bring light into our lives. In Jesus' name, you are prayed with thanksgiving and you shout your loudest. Amen. Hallelujah. Kindly take your seat in the presence of the Lord. On behalf of Pastor, I welcome all of us to today's Tuesday teaching service. Hallelujah. Wherever Pastor is, we want to appreciate our shepherd, our father. Put your hands together and let's appreciate the man of God that God has blessed us with. Amen. 
tonight we are continuing our teaching service on the covenant. Hallelujah. Last week we started a journey on the covenant and tonight we are moving forward and we are getting deeper in that word, in that word. We are getting deeper in that word. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm a partaker of the covenant of God. Say, I'm a partaker of the covenant of God. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a law that generates or guarantees peace and the release of goodness and mercy in the life of a believer. When this law comes into action, this law guarantees peace and it also generates or releases the goodness of God and the mercy of God in the life of an individual. This same law is what, when you connect to, or is what connects you to the source and moves God in your favor for God to release his goodies or the goodies of heaven into our lives. For heaven to deposit a certain kind of blessing or good stuff into our life, there is a law that man has to apply his or her life to. Hallelujah. This law is what brings or draws the goodness of God and is what draws the mercy of God, is what draws the favor of God to release the blessings of God in a man's life. I pray that tonight by the covenant of God, that law will be obeyed by you. That principle, you will connect to that principle and whatever blessing God has for you will be released in the name of Jesus. This same law is what makes living life comfortable for an individual. If you want to live a life of comfort, if you want to live a life assured of the goodness of God, you have to connect to this law. And it is the same law that makes money lose its value for you by reason of having it in abundance. So you will see that you have climbed to a certain level in life where money has lost its value because you are obeying a certain law in life. Someone will ask that, what is this law that you are talking about? Hallelujah. This is the law we call the law of seed time and harvest time. Hallelujah. Say seed time and harvest time. This is the law that when you obey, it brings all the things that I mentioned. The goodness of the Lord, the mercy of God, the favor of God, the release of God's prosperity, making money lose its value in your life. I pray that God will grant us that, that, that blessing that will make money lose its value in our lives in the name of Jesus. Let's look at that law in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Bible says that while the earth remaineth, seed time 
and harvest and cold and winter and summer and winter sorry and day and night shall not cease hallelujah so this is the law that we are talking about that when a man responds to this law when a man applies his life to this principle of seed time and harvest god opens the gates of abundance and that man enters in I pray that tonight God will open our eyes to this law and will cause us to enjoy abundance in the name of Jesus. This is the place where a man is fully exempted from hardship in life. When a man is going through hard times, you can ask yourself, has the man discovered the principle or the law of seed time? and harvest because any man who is operating under this law is exempted from hardship and difficulties i pray that this law will become a reality in our lives in the name of jesus and out of our obedience to this law may god open the floodgates of heaven in jesus mighty name It is unto us to open our eyes and hearts to see the escape that God had created for us in these difficult times. When there is hardship and there is difficulty, when things are so difficult for you, you have to get to the place where your heart is opened and your eyes are open so that God will God will show you the escape God will show you the way out of that hardship and the way out tonight is to obey the law of seed time and harvest when you get revelation about this you enter into an arena of constant prosperity you let's read from verse 20 the same scripture but from, from verse 20 and see how Noah applied himself to that law he said, and Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast hallelujah and of every clean fowl and offered a burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, listen, because someone was obeying that law, Bible said that God smelled a sweet savor and said something in his heart. Look at what God said. He said, I will not again curse the ground anymore. God said because God said made this statement because a man responded to the law of seed time and harvest time and said that I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake for the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth neither will I again smite anymore every living thing as I have done then the verse 22 comes. Then he says that while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest will happen to a man. 
It means that it doesn't matter how much man goes through hardship. It doesn't matter how the ground is cursed for the sake of a man. If a man obeys this law and applies himself to that law, he will have an open heaven and God will grant him his blessing. That is how Noah got to the place of prosperity because Noah obeyed that word. God says that only those who sow seeds shall see a harvest. By saying seed time and harvest, it means that only those who put a seed in the ground are those people who enjoy the harvest of God. I pray that tonight God will cause your seed to bring forth a mighty harvest in the name of Jesus. God cares the old head after the fall of man. When man sinned against God, there was a curse that was placed on the ground. There was a curse that came upon the earth. And you will see that when the ground of man was cursed, that was the beginning of the hard times for man. And in order for God to reverse that curse, he needed a man to apply himself to the law of seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3 quickly, then we'll come back to understand the kind of curse that God placed on man. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. He said, And unto Adam, this is after man had sinned against God, and God had appeared and is addressing Eve, the serpent, and Adam. So he says to Adam, And unto Adam he said, because thou had hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and thou had eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. This is what God placed on the earth. God placed a curse on the earth for the sake of man. It means that as long as you remain a human, there is a curse on the earth. And until you break that curse, you will never become fruitful. And that was the curse that Noah's sacrifice, which pleased God, removed from the face of the earth. Hallelujah. This curse that God placed on the ground was what when Noah sacrificed to God, it pleased the heart of God and God removed that curse from the earth. So God said, I will no longer curse the earth because somebody obeyed the law of seed time and harvest. The curse would have hanged on the, the generations of men from Adam to whoever until a man stood up and responded to the law of seed time and harvest. I pray that may God bring illumination and an understanding of this law and cause us to enter our fruitful vine in Jesus' name. Harvest responds only to seeds. For us to enjoy abundance or the harvest of God, we have to understand that harvest responds only to seeds. You can't have 
harvest when there is no seed time. Hallelujah. You can't have a harvest when you have not sown any seed. So until your seed is sown, your harvest will never be in view. Until you put something in the ground, you sow a seed, you will never see your harvest. So I pray that may God grant you the strength to sow your seeds in this season so that your harvest will appear unto you. Shout a louder amen. Your abundance is tied to your seed. Wow. Your abundance in life is tied to your seed. So ask yourself, is my harvest going to be in abundance? If it's going to be in abundance, then it means that your seed must also be in abundance. Hallelujah. Your abundance is tied. The, the deeper or the higher or the more your seed, the higher or deeper or the more harvest you will have in life. And you see, God is not in need. God is not in need of our seed. It's not like God is begging us that Roland bring a seed and, and I, I will use it for my good. No. We are the ones who need the harvest. So when we sow the seed, it is still for our benefits without God benefiting anything from it. He, he is an all-sufficient God. A God all by himself. Oh, yeah, Gadaba. What God said in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 is not for his benefits. God teaching us the law of seed time and harvest is not that he will benefit from what we are giving him. It's that we would be the beneficiaries, we will be the people who will benefit from that principle. No man has given God too much. For God to be shocked and say, you are, you are too much. <laughs> you have given me something I've never seen before. Pastor will say that no man can outgive God. It's, it can never happen. Hallelujah. So this law is for our benefits. It's to benefit you and it's to benefit me. I pray that we will have a deeper understanding and God will help us in the name of Jesus. Most of the times we think that God's commandments are there to grieve us. But his commandment is not to grieve you. God telling you to obey the law of seed time and harvest is not to grieve us. But it's to groom us and also cause us to grow in our relationship with him. God is not trying to bring these principles for us to obey so that it will grieve or hurt us. They are not to hurt you. These laws and commandments are not to hurt you. They are rather to help you grow in your walk with the Lord. Shall you put your hands for the Lord? There is a covenant. You see, this principle we are talking about makes the covenant much stronger than a principle. So seed time and harvest is what the covenant stands on. It's not a promise. It's not, 
It's not as if God is promising you something. It's rather a call into covenant, into agreement with God. Seed time and harvest is a call into partnership with God. And we have to understand that a covenant has a stronger force with God than a promise. If I promise you that I'll buy you a car, I can change my mind tomorrow. But if we enter into an agreement or a covenant, it is much stronger than just a promise. That is the kind of understanding we have to have when we are talking about the covenant of prosperity. That God has given us this covenant and it's not just a promise. It is a strong force that is willing to make sure it happens in our life regardless of everything. Let's open to Psalm 89 verse 34. My covenant will I not break. So it says, my covenant will I not break. That is how come the covenant is stronger than a promise. Nor utter the thing which have gone out of my lips. Hallelujah. If God has said that you prosper, if it has come out, it has come out of the mouth of God. There is nothing that can break that covenant. There is nothing that can cause God to change or alter that pro promise and the covenant he has for you. Hallelujah. Say, my covenant will I not break. This law of seed time became a, a stronger covenant in the life of Abraham. When Abraham applied his life to that, that law, that law became a covenant between Abraham and God. God required a seed and an Isaac from Abraham because he had the whole world, the whole nation in mind to give to Abraham. But it started as a covenant. It started as a seed time and a harvest time. I pray that that understanding will hit your spirit and God will push you into your abundance in the name of Jesus. There is what man must do to cause God to act. Hallelujah. There is something that is on the shoulders of man. It's the responsibility of a man. That when man refuses to do, God will not act. And there is some things that when man does, it pushes God to act in our favor. And this covenant is one of them. There are some things, listen, when you read Genesis chapter 22, the moment... Abraham took the knife to kill the boy. God acted. So it means that God was standing by to see that man would do something. Sometimes that offering in your hand, God is just standing by to see if you can act by faith and sow that seed. He is waiting on man to make a move. Then he, God, will also act and meet you halfway. He's just standing and saying, hmm. This is my son. Can he trust me with this thing in his hand? And the moment you take that bold step of faith, he meets you and brings the reward. I pray that our hearts will become lighter when it comes to the seed time so that we will enjoy a heavy harvest in the name of Jesus. God is not bound to bring increase 
is, is God is not forced to bring increase in our lives until a man commits to seeds. So when man puts a seed in the ground, it is as if that man is telling God, look at this seed and bring my harvest. But until that time, there is no harvest in the picture. So the moment man puts a seed in the ground, it propels God to act on bringing the harvest and the increase. If there must be a harvest, then there must be a seed soon. Hallelujah. If there must be a harvest, you are looking into your future and you foresee that God is going to bring a harvest, an overflow, an increase into your life. You must picture yourself now doing the sowing. At the beginning of the year, when Pastor was teaching us on the theme, fruitfulness, he said that fruitfulness is a responsibility. If you take the responsibility to be fruitful, it has to make you put something in the ground that at the end of that journey, you will experience the fruit out of what you placed in the ground. It's not automatic that, oh, year of fruitfulness and everything becomes fruitful. No. There is a charge on man that puts God committed to that thing. Hallelujah. May we sow our seeds in this season and may God bring the harvest in the name of Jesus. Neither prayers or fasting or even tears. <laughs> Some of us can cry on God. That God, bring this harvest. God, bring this increase. The scripture is saying, neither fasting or prayer or tears can change the law into a covenant. Until we practice it, it can never work for us. Until we consciously apply ourselves to the law of seed time and harvest. We can cry all we want to cry. And we can fast all we want to fast. We will never see the law turned into a covenant. I pray that God will let us see a great harvest in this year in the name of Jesus. Just by obeying this law of seed, time, and harvest, may God bring you a great harvest in the name of Jesus. And you see, there is something that man has to do in the secrets for him or in other for him to shine in the open there are some things that when you secretly do them god brings the reward in the open when you put a seed in the ground we cover it so no man sees what is in the ground it's in secret but when the harvest is coming when the fruit is coming it is in the open for all to see that is why it is important that there are certain secret covenant practices that when you engage in without any man seeing all that they will see is the result of the secret covenant that you are practicing so somebody said ah since when did you become this mighty they didn't know that you were secretly engaging the law of seed time and harvest. They only saw your harvest, but they didn't have an idea that you were secretly engaging the covenant in your secret place. 
I pray that you will be committed to keeping the covenant in secret in order for us to shine in the open. You cannot be a champion if you hate vigorous exercise. <laughs> so, doing or practicing the covenant in secret is like engaging in vigorous exercise. So, you want to have a harvest, you want to be a champion, but you have to secretly exercise vigorously till the day of your performance. You have to exercise yourself in the covenant secretly if you want to emerge as a kingdom giant. You want to emerge as a kingdom giant, then exercise yourself in the covenant. And you see, there are demands in the Bible that requires us to engage ourselves in vigorous exercise. There are demands in the Bible. There are certain things that God has placed in the scriptures and those things require that you and I will apply ourselves to vigorous exercise. Not going to the gym to be lifting dumbbells and other metals, but spiritual covenant exercises. Things that will maximize the potential of us entering into our prosperity. The scripture makes us to understand that we are all seated in heavenly places in Jesus. So it is settled that we are all first class citizens of that blessing. Hallelujah. So far as we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places, we are, we are already partakers of that blessing. But we will only see or that blessing will only manifest in the physical if we exercise on the terms of the covenant. Hallelujah. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says that for we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But we are on earth. How can we be blessed in heavenly places? It means that there should be an exercise that will push man to draw the blessings from heavenly places into the physical realm. Hallelujah. So these exercises or this practice of the covenant is what makes you or positions you in a place where you can lay hold of that heavenly spiritual blessing and draw it into the physical realm. I pray that may God give you that eye and that strength to assess your spiritual blessing and draw it into the physical realm in the name of Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. He says, But refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself, exercise yourself, rather unto godliness and engage yourself rather unto godliness it means that a man can refuse to engage or exercise himself unto godliness and anytime the man becomes stubborn and does not engage himself unto godliness he is denied of the blessing that comes with exercising yourself hallelujah Let's read verse 8. 
For bodily exercise profits little. Wow. It means even to an extent, bodily exercise is good. It has its own benefits. But godliness is profitable. But exercising yourself in the things of the covenant, in the covenant practices, it says that it is profitable unto all things. Wow. Wow. The covenant is very deep. It means that if you can exercise yourself and practice the covenant, it won't only benefit spiritually unto all things, every aspect of your life, your marriage, your finances, your academics, your career, every aspect of your life is profitable as a result of the covenant. Hallelujah. Having the promise of life that, that now is and of that which is to come. Wow. The covenant even covers, or the exercise covers your present, your now, and even your future. I pray that may your exercising in this covenant secures your now and your future in the name of Jesus. It's surprising that there is no athlete, okay? There is no sports person, an athlete, who is famous but is very lazy at physical exercise. Maybe you have seen one before you can tell us. Have you seen any sports person who is very lazy? He doesn't train, but is very skillful and is very powerful. I'm not sure there is any sportsman like that. It means that the more you apply yourself to the exercise, the more beneficial you become, the more successful you become in the field of sports. But we have believers who refuse to exercise ourselves. We refuse to engage in these covenant practices and therefore we are denied of the blessings. This is the missing knowledge in the church today. A lot of us are missing in this knowledge. We, we, we have no idea that, you see, they, the world even says that practice makes perfect. It means the more you engage in the thing, the more perfect you become. But there is a covenant that we have and we refuse to practice that covenant. But yet, we have expectations that that covenant will bring us fruits. It can never happen. But I pray that God's strength will come upon us. And as we engage and exercise ourselves, these blessings will become our portion in the name of Jesus. We all wait for God to do it. And you see, you can, can you imagine a sportsman eh, waiting for God to make him a champion? So, for example, maybe we are going to run a 100-meter race. And you have, what are some of the names? Usain Bolt, Asafa Powell, Tyson Gay, and maybe me. We are going to run this race. And for me, I stayed in the room and I prayed, Katala Kappa, I claim my championship. I claim my winner. I am, I am the best athlete in the name of Jesus. I declare, I decree, I am the best athlete. I claim and I lay hold on this winnership in the name of Jesus. Ikotala Kappa. Then I go and stand there. Then I just exercise my legs. 
as I'm standing there, I, I can see Usain Bolt and the other people training and running. Me, I'm there and claim, I brought some oil and I smelled it on my face. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, believing and waiting on God to bring that championship to me. The officials come and say, on your marks, everybody goes down, I speak it down, Itapaya! Then I go down. <laughs> then they leave the gun. Set. Then they fire the gun. Pow! Usain Bolt is gone. Tyson Gay is gone. Asafa Powell is gone. All the other athletes, the one that Reverend Amar Asari mentioned to, is gone. <laughs> I've forgotten the name. <laughs> and Roland is still standing there waiting on God to bring that success. Waiting on God to crown him as a champion. It can never happen. That is what most of us are doing. God has crowned us as champions. God has already declared us as champions. But we, we refuse to make a move. We refuse to take a step. And as long as we stay there, we will stay there and another man will be crowned a champion. But I pray that God will have mercy on us and cause us to move whilst he move in us in the name of Jesus. So you will see that an opportunity happens in a workplace and the Christian is only engaging prayer but is lazy and not diligent at work. It's, I claim this promotion. I claim this promotion. Only that. And he will go to work at 11.30. And close at 1 a.m. Sorry, 1 p.m. Two hours. <laughs> A job that is meant for eight hours. He's claiming it in prayer with two hours of work. And such a life never makes you a champion. I pray that may God help us in the name of Jesus. Such a person will never become a champion. He will never become a champion. He will never become a champion. And that is what the covenant is showing us. That seed time is the responsibility of a man. Seed time is lying on your shoulder. The law of seed time and harvest. The seed part is the responsibility of man. And as long as a sportsman stays there, he will never emerge as a champion. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 9. Deuteronomy 32 verse 9. Okay. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Verse 10. He found him in a desert land. So God found Jacob in a desert land. In the waste, hollowing wilderness. That's how bad the situation was. It was a wilderness. It was a desert. It was a bad environment. And that's where God found Jacob. But he didn't stay there. He said, and he led him about. So when God was leading him about, if Jacob stayed there, he would have never come out of the desert. He led him about 
he instructed him. God instructed Jacob that Jacob do this and Jacob did. So the scripture is instructing us to take a step and we are standing there waiting on God to make us champion. That is not what Jacob did. He kept he kept him as the apple of his eye. Because one, when God was leading him, he yielded himself. When God was instructing him, he obeyed God. When God is leading you into certain areas, how, how do you yield yourself to the leadership of the Spirit? Luke chapter 4 says that, verse 4 downwards, he says that, and the Holy Ghost drove Jesus from the wilderness. He forced him out. He led him. And he instructed him. And that made Jacob become the apple of God's eye. I pray that keeping the covenant, yielding ourselves to the leadership of God's spirit, and obeying his instruction will let us become the apple of God's eye in the name of Jesus. Jacob did not perish in the desert, but God ensured that he rode in high places. Jacob did not perish. He could have perished in the wilderness, in the desert, in the most terrible state of his life. You remember Jacob leaving his father's house after taking the blessing from the brother. He left only with a, a rod. But Bible says he came back in two great companies. How can somebody who will live with just a rod, he didn't live with any property. He left with just a rod, but because he yielded himself to the covenant and obeyed it, he exercised the covenant practices. Bible said God made him great and he came back in two companies. It doesn't matter how you are now. If you can yield yourself to the instruction of the covenant, you will come back as a great nation in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Verse 11. Yeah. He says that this is Jacob. He says, And as an eagle stirred up her nest, flattereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, buried them on her wings. Verse 12. It's, it's, it's describing what Jacob was doing. So the Lord alone did lead him. It means that when God was leading him, God spread his wings abroad on, on Jacob. And there was no strange God with him. It means Jacob's focus was only on God. That as I walk with God in this wilderness, that same God who is leading me, and as I obey his instructions in this covenant, that same God will make me prosperous. That same God will bless me. So I will not attach myself to any strange God. Some of us, in the heat of matters like this, you will find a God and attach yourself to you will find a quick way out. But like we said in the beginning, the escape that God has provided out of hardship, the escape that God had made available to us out of our difficult season is the law of seed time and harvest time. Not finding another, another God. Jacob could have found himself another God and said, ah, 
the God of Israel have, have, have disappointed me. Let me find another God and follow. May God help us that if we say we are following him in this covenant, we will follow him alone to the latter in the name of Jesus. Let's read. Verse 13. He made him who? God made Jacob right on the high places of the earth because he, he allowed himself to be led by God. He allowed himself to be instructed by God. If just Jacob was in our day and he read a scripture in the Bible, that day he would practice that word. He would practice that instruction. No wonder Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says that this book of the law, this, this instruction of God's word shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein and observe to do according to what is written therein. And the blessing will come. And then thou shalt make your way prosperous. Only then, when you have observed to do what is written in the word, that is the only part we can make our, our way prosperous. And this scripture is saying that he made him ride. May God make us ride in high places in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Not in low, in low places high places in the corridors of power may our names be heard across the globe and across the nations of the world in the name of Jesus that he might eat the increase of the fields wow may God make you eat the increase of the field in the name of Jesus these are prayer topics that we can pray God caused me to eat the increase of the field. And he made him suck honey out of the rock. Hey, this is deep. How can honey come out of a rock? It means that when a man yields himself to the covenant and obeys the covenant, even impossible things and places that there is no provision, God can let honey come out of a rock. I don't know what rocky situation you are facing right now, but I know that there is a God that can make honey gush out of a rock. And I pray that may that God respond to your covenant practice in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And he made him suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the filthy rock. Verse 14. And oil May God dip our feet in oil. Yeah. May God dip our feet in oil. In the name of Jesus. Butter of king and milk of sheep. With fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan. So there were different types of, of rams. But God chose the choicest. The breed of Bashan and goats. With the fat of kidneys of wheat. Hey, I didn't know wheat had kidneys. <laughs> Say, the fat of the kidneys of wheat. And thou shalt drink the pure blood of the grape. Wow. It means our wine will be the most purest form of wine. Yeah. Say that. And thou shalt drink the purest blood of grape. May, your, may, may God cause us to drink the purest 
the purest, the purest flow of prosperity this year in the name of Jesus. See, and all of this was by training and exercising. Exercising and training. By exercising and training, we ride in our high places in life by exercising and training. To ride on high places in life, you need to take instruction for your upbringing. Instruction from the Word. Instruction from the Word. You stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. The Word has the power to, to generate wealth out of everything, everybody. The Word. That is why it was just a word that opened the life of Peter into abundance. Peter said, at thy word. Jesus, Peter was complaining to Jesus. I have told all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, Luke chapter 5, verse 5. But at thy word. At thy at the instruction that you have said to me, I will obey. Peter was exercising himself in the instruction of what will open him up to the blessings of God. I pray that may we become obedient to the instructions of God in the name of Jesus. You need to be a subject to the determinant of your life. What is the determinant of our lives? The word of God. We need to submit ourselves to that instruction. And you saw, when Peter yielded himself that night, a man who was a failure, a man who has toiled all night and caught nothing, all of a sudden, he has become the latest billionaire in the town. All of a sudden, his, his story has changed because he yielded himself to the determinant of his life. There is something that determines our upwardness. There is something that determines our progress. And that is the word of God. If God says this and you yield yourself to it, that word can prosper you. Yeah. Can we believe that word? That God said A and I yield to that word. And I yield to that word. As we gain dependency on the word, we begin to experience the blessings of God. If the eaglet is never trained to fly, he will die in the nest. So, an eagle gives birth to eaglets <laughs> and the eaglet decides to stay in the nest and when everyone is going out they stay there and say that oh I'm an eagle I was born an eagle so I'll never step out of this nest that particular eaglet will grow and never fly and will die in that place there is a higher word that comes in and out of our lives with time. 
practicing the covenant could be a higher word that we struggle to practice but make your mind that you are that eagle in that nest until you reach out to practice this heavy word you might you might die in the state that you are in now just like the eagle who refused to beckon to what they were saying heed to what they were saying that fly out he refused to fly out so when everyone had the freedom of spreading their wings to prosper that particular eagle still stayed in the nest and died may that not be your story in the name of Jesus there are many believers who have not exercised themselves into flying or high flying statuses in life we have allowed ourselves to settle at a certain level so we can't fly again we can't go deeper again because we are not willing to make a certain sacrifice we are not willing to push a little further into the deep you will never become a financial star in the kingdom until you walk in the covenant of financial exercises hallelujah so if you are sowing a seed of prayer it is more likely that you will become a kingdom star in prayer hallelujah if you are sowing a seed of holiness it's more likely that you end up becoming a kingdom giant in holiness if, but you see it's very interesting how we want to become financial giants but we still want to sow prayer to become the financial giant it is when we become willing to sow financial seeds that is when we trans that will transform us into becoming financial stars hallelujah oh hallelujah it takes the eagle's game to become a 10,000 feet high flying eagle how many of us know the eagle's game so the eagle's game eh, is every eagle when they are born though they can fly they have to practice before they can fly so every child can run but we don't start running when they give birth to us so in the hospital then they give birth to you and you start running everybody will leave you there and they will say something bad about you hallelujah so though the eagle has the innate ability to fly at birth they don't fly so they stay in the net nest and their parents will fly the big eagles will fly and go and look for food for them now after some time the mother would take that small or the, the eaglet out to play the eagles game the eagles game is that the mother will fly with the eaglet for some time or the father will fly with the eaglet for some time and when they get to the highest pinnacle of the mountain the mother will leave the eaglet so the eaglet will be trying to flap the wings to fly but because it is young it can't fly so 
it will keep trying to fly, trying to fly, and it will never fly. And the mother will be studying from a distance and watching, will this boy learn something and fly? Will this boy try and fly? So as the eagle is going down, at the point where it is almost crossing the ground, the mother will quickly come and pick the eaglet up. Please, do you understand? So, this will continue over and over again. The mother will take the eaglet out. They will do first day. The eagle doesn't fly. It looks as if it will fall. The mother picks it. The second day, the eagle will release the eaglet. The eaglet will fly, fall, try to get along. It will fall. The mother will pick it again. Until this game continues over and over again, at a point, one day, when the eaglet is flying or is released and it's, it's almost as if it's crashing the ground, it will flap the wings. And something that he has never done before, today, this time around, when the, the, the wings are being flapped, he will see the flight and the wings are taking him higher and higher. Or before he would go down, and the mother would pick him up. But this time around, when he is flapping the wings, he is rather going higher and higher. And that is how the eagle, who used to fly at a lower level, will now become a thousand feet high flying eagle. Some, someone that couldn't even fly on its own, its own, but with constant practice and exercise, engaging in that covenant every day. There are some days it will fail. There are some days it will hurt itself. There are some days it will fall without a mother catching it. But it keeps on going over and over. And one day, flight will come and it will propel that animal and it will begin to soar. I pray that may that be your story. May you start from that low ground and may God cause flight to come in your wings and use you to fly higher in this nation, in this kingdom, and in your family, in the name of Jesus. This is a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. I pray that God will cause us to fly higher. Yeah. If you are flying at a medium level, may God push us a, a step further in the name of Jesus. Whatever being the case, whatever situation it is, may God cause you to fly higher in the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Say, I am flying higher. I am soaring higher. Never coming down. Say, never coming down. I will soar higher than I have ever been. In Jesus' mighty name, shout your loudest, amen. Eaglets are born, but eagles are made. So everyone was born an eagle. Eaglet, sorry. But only those who are able to fly become the real eagles. That is why it is inappropriate to say we are blessed with all spiritual blessings and fold our arms. We'll be like the eaglets who never flew anywhere. Because the, the ability to become a high-flying eagle is in you. 
but you never made an attempt to fly. May that not be our story in the name of Jesus. Because the ability to prosper, the grace to become great has been deposited in us. But until we step out of the nest and begin to fly, fly out our fear, fly out our doubt, fly out our need, fly out every hindrance, we will never break through and break that barrier of limitation. I pray that may God help us become high flyers in the name of Jesus. May we fly in the corporate world in the name of Jesus. May our spiritual lives fly in the name of Jesus. May you fly in your academics, your education. May your marriage fly in the name of Jesus. There are children of God and there are men of God. Hallelujah. Like the, there are eagles and there are eaglets. There are people who are children of God. You even let me start from there are creatures of God. So God created everyone. And there are children of God. People who have believed in First John chapter 1, verse 12. As many as believed in to them gave you power to become the children of God. Then there are men of God. Out of the children of God, God called some people to become his men. But then, until all of these people practice the covenant, they will never benefit from anything just by status, just by being a man of God, a child of God, or even a friend of God. You have to get to the place where it's not your status that is bringing you that blessing. But it is the practice, the exercise of the covenant. You can be a friend of God after the order of Abraham. When God calls his friends, Abraham, Enoch, and they will mention your name. <laughs> you can be in that order like you are a big man of God. But you may never walk in that blessing because it is just a status you are occupying. You are not practicing the covenant. You are not exercising the covenant. But I pray that God will exempt us and give us the grace to practice the covenant in the name of Jesus. You can call yourself whatever name. But your status reveals who you are. Telling us that you are a child of God just tells us who you are. Your status as a friend of God tells us who you are. Or what you have achieved. And what you can do. Hallelujah. That status just gives us an information about you. But what the actual deal grants you is the practice of the covenant. It's the practice. It's the engaging, the exercising of oneself unto godliness. I pray that that grace will come upon us. And will push us to that realm of making us tremendous, great, mighty men 
and women in this kingdom in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, it is time to fly. Oh, you didn't say it well. Say, it is time to fly. It is time to fly out of the nest and take part in the eagle's game. There is a game going on. If we don't fly out of our comfort zone, if we don't fly out of the nest of mediocrity, if we don't fly out of the nest of inferiority complex, we will remain there for life. But it's time to fly. It's time to fly. Oh, I said it's time to fly. It's time to fly in prosperity. Fly in goodness. Fly in fruitfulness. Fly in abundance and every good thing. Let's read the last scripture. Ezekiel chapter 17. Ezekiel chapter 17 verse 3. says, And say, that saith the Lord God, a great eagle with great wings. May God make you a great eagle with great wings. Yeah. A great eagle with great wings. May God expand your territory in the name of Jesus. May God give you great wings to fly great journeys in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It says a great eagle. It means there are types of eagles. Hallelujah. It means that we can all be eagles, but some of us can become great eagles. Say, I'm a great eagle. And I will fly higher. And I will fly further. And I will soar higher. In Jesus' name. A great eagle with great wings. Long-winged, full of feathers. Which had diverse colors. Hey. It means you not only be a great eagle, but you have long wings. Your territory will be expanded. Your reach in life, if you are a businessman, will be expanded. Long wings. Yeah. You will touch different continents from this same place in the name of Jesus. which had diverse colors, beautiful, varied colors. Maybe you have to go and watch some net geo to understand that if an eagle has various colors, it's a beautiful eagle. <laughs> Came onto Lebanon and took the highest branch of the cedar. Hey. The, the great eagle took the best of the best. Cedar is one of the best trees. And he didn't just settle on the cedar. Bible says he took the highest branch of the cedar. May God push you to the place where you will take the highest place in the highest profession in the name of Jesus. Yeah. That wherever you are, you will, you will aim for the top and you will be settled on the top. The great eagle took the highest branch of the cedar. Verse 4. He cropped off the top of his young twigs. 
and carried it into a land of Tafik. He set it in the city of merchants. Hey. <laughs> Other version says that he, he traded it among the city of merchants. He entered into business. He entered into transaction with them. I pray that from today, whatever transaction you enter into, whatever trade you enter into, may God bring prosperity in the name of Jesus. Verse 5. He took also of the seed of the land. The eagle. He's talking about the great eagle. The great eagle took of the seed of the land and planted it in a fruitful field. Ah, in this year of fruitfulness, may every seed that you take of this land, Ghana, may that seed bring you a fruitful field in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May you be that great eagle who when you plant, it will become fruitful. No seed of yours will be barren. No seed of yours will be fruitless. No seed of yours will be or will enter a hard ground. Every seed of yours will generate a fruitful field in the name of Jesus. He took also of the seed of the land and planted it in a fruitful field. Even the skill to plant your seed is important. May God direct you to sow your seeds in the right fields in the name of Jesus. There is a field that when you sow, it never flourishes. But may God lead us to a fruitful field in Jesus' mighty name. Say, he placed the seed by a great waters. May God supply great waters, great resources. That will make your seed fruitful in the name of Jesus. And set it as a willow tree. Wow. That seed that the eagle took, the great eagle took, that seed had become a great mighty willow tree. I pray that whatever small seed in your hand will become a mighty tree in the name of Jesus. Verse 6. And it grew and became a spreading vine of low stature, whose branches turned toward him, and the roots thereof were under him. So it became a branch, a vine, sorry, and brought forth branches and shot forth springs. Hallelujah. I pray that may these blessings be your portion in the name of Jesus. May you become a great eagle that will fly higher in life in the name of Jesus. May your time to fly out of your nest be today in the name of Jesus. And may God push you to take part in the eagle's game. And as you take part in the eagle's game, may you emerge a champion. May you emerge a winner. May you emerge on the top in Jesus' mighty name. Shout your loudest, amen. amen. Shall we be on our, our feet? Be on your feet. We want to spend some time in prayer. It is our time to fly. 
is our time to fly. I want us to pray that God cause us to become high flyers in the name of Jesus. That whatever we are doing, by this covenant, cause us to fly higher. Cause us to fly higher. Lift up your voice and pray that God will grant you the grace to be an eagle that will fly higher. To be an eagle that will have endurance and, and fortitude to fly higher into the deepest part of the storm in the name of Jesus. Cause us to fly higher, O Lord. Cause us to fly higher, O Lord, by this covenant. As eagles we pray that may you, oh God, cause us to fly higher, cause us to fly deeper in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray the Lord cause us to fly higher in the name of Jesus. Cause us to fly higher in the name of Jesus. Pray that in your business you fly higher. Pray that in your marriage you fly higher. Pray that in your spiritual life you fly higher. Everything that you are doing by this covenant practice, by exercising yourself in this covenant, God will bring the grace to fly higher in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we pray that Lord cause us to fly higher, Lord. Ilekadia kapa, radana masakapa, rabada, ikendelebo sabalapa, ikadini masia kapa, ratadaba sikapa, rambala tambala kapa, ratabako sakapa, ilekedeni masatani malose, ikadabra delegaba, rabana masakapa, rapadi Takapa, Rabadaba, Sikapa, Eco Brendelego, Sabranda la Capa, Radadaba, Sapala Capa, Eco Brendelego, Sakapa, Ilegede Basan Talacapa, Ila Granda la Capa, Cause us to fly higher, O God, Ilekadia Palaba, Rapanama Sakapa, Eco Brendelego, Sabranda la Capa, Ikelegadi Malatapa, Radaba Saka, Rabadosa, in Jesus. Jesus mighty name Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew the, their strength I want us to pray that our strength to practice this covenant will be renewed lift up your voice lift up your hand and pray that God let my strength be renewed to practice this covenant. Let my strength be renewed to walk in this instruction. There is something that God told you to do, but your hands have grown weary. You have grown tired in doing that thing. Pray that God, strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Let my strength be renewed. Let my strength be renewed. I receive strength in my inner man. I receive strength, oh God, to 
practice this covenant, to practice this covenant. Let my strength be renewed, O oh Lord. Let my strength be renewed. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak be strengthened. Let the hand of the weak be strengthened, O oh God. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. Whatever is sucking the strength of us, Lord, we pray the Lord, let new strength, let new strength, let fresh grace be infused into our inner man and cause us, oh God, to be strengthened and cause us, oh God, to be energized. Strength, O Lord, strength in my inner man. Strength in my hand, O God. In the name of Jesus. The next part of the scripture says that they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Maybe the wings we are using to fly this journey has gotten old. But we are praying that God, fresh wings for this journey. New wings. You have flown for 28 years, 35 years, 40 years of your life with the same wing. You need something new to move you ahead. If a car moves for a long time with one tie for a while, you have to change the tie. We are praying. You see, the wing is what is making the eagle fly higher. And if that wing is old, it needs to be changed. We are praying that God grant us new wings to to merge and to soar higher as eagles. Let the, the old be dealt with. Let the old wing be dealt away with. Every mechanism that you used before and didn't work, we are praying that God bring a new mechanism, bring a new wing that will mount up with that new wing and you will soar higher. Lift up your voice and pray that you will mount up with new wings. You will mount up with new wings. Cause us to mount up with new wings oh God every old strategy technique practice of the covenant that we did but we failed in them we prayed this time around let a new wing come let a new wing come let a new wing come Oh God, give men and women new ideas, new wings, Lord, new wings, Lord. New connections, new connections, fresh wisdom, fresh ideas, fresh innovations. New connections, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Finally, we are praying. It says that they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes when you receive the new wing, you refuse to take off. But it says they shall run and they shall walk. Some of us need to walk. Some of us need to fly. Some of us need to run. We are praying that let these things happen. Let there be movement and progress. Let there be speed 
and progress, lift up your voice and pray that as you practice this covenant, you will run and you walk. You will fly as a high-flying eagle in the name of Jesus and you will not faint. You will fly and not faint. Father, we pray that let there be supernatural speed released, oh God. As we walk, may we make progress. As we fly, may we make progress. As we walk, oh God, let our levels change by the practice of this covenant. In the name of Jesus. May God give you the grace to fly high. May you never come down in the name of Jesus. You will run and not be weary. I declare from today. You will soar higher like the eagle. Your strength will be renewed. You will walk and you will run. You will fly and you will go higher. Higher than you have ever been. In Jesus' mighty name. Shout a loud amen. Put your hands together and celebrate God. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.